All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast powered by our friends over at X2 Power Batteries. And as always, I'm your host, Bailey Eigbrett, and joined with me is the captain, Mr. Andy Full. What's going on, buddy? Oh, just another day. Uh, you know, my daughter had surgery. Today's Thursday. We're recording this yesterday, so she was not really allowed to do anything. So I pretty much sat on the couch and vegged out with her all day and watched Disney movies. So that was pretty fun. I love that you start every show with, oh, just another day. But you're like, my daughter had surgery today. Like, oh, just another day. It is At this point, it's just another day because you don't know what is going to happen in the next 20 minutes in this household. So, yeah. Especially in the full household for 2022. Yeah. God, it was was something like I thought my life was eventful-ish. And and it was a new day. Like if you would go and you'd like look at my life, and it's kind of like it's busy. It's a little a little hectic. And then like Andy, it's like uh, there's a tornado, there's a monsoon, there's a dragon flying in the background. But we're here, dude. Planes, we're here, and he's just floating down the river, just minding his own business, fishing. Like, like it, it just yeah. What could have went wrong went wrong in 2022. We'll just go there. But the fishing was good, so I can't complain about the fishing by any means. Well, there's some good that came out of it. Yeah, I mean, look at the bad side, right? Boat broke, bought a new boat. That set me back quite a bit. Um, had a lot of weather issues, a lot of health issues on the family side. Um, so, yeah, it's been a 2022. And 2023 is looking up. So that's the good news. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can look at that as a win, though. I mean, new boat, which you're in love with. And oh, yeah, you get to fish sweet. for uh, your occupation now. Yeah, uh, Munchkins do it good, and you have a good family health thing that I don't know if you're you've even no. said that's going well. No, yeah, it's going great. Yeah, we're not yeah. really talking about that though, yeah, too much. So, yeah, as now everybody knows probably what it is, but <laughs> I mean, there's a few people I know, but it, yeah, I'm sure some people are like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, but yeah. there's some good, good things that are trying that are to buy a new house, me. big garage, put the boat in, like just we'll see. Yeah, I talked about you. On my uh, episode with Jordan of you, because uh, that was a show I believe you missed to go house hunting. And I was telling people if they had to see what you had to do with your boat, that it's very impressive how you <laughs> snug that thing with like half an inch on each side through your fence. Yes. Yeah, I talked about that the other day. Yeah, I have, um, you know, bass boat trailers like 104 inches wide, the outside of wheel to outside of wheel. Well, my entrance to get the boat into my driveway is 106 and a half. <laughs> Yeah, if we, we get her, we get her tight, squeeze straight back right to the garage almost every time. Like, and I live on the busiest side street you could ever live on in your life. It's horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> if you would see, yeah, this road is one where Andy's like, Andy's like telling me you have to be this close away to the road if you're going to park at my house, and he goes, always put your window in this far that way you don't get hit. And I'm like, dude, how do you back in your driveway in this place? But it's good that you're getting a new house, basically, is what we're trying to say. Eventually, and, when we find one. <laughs> yeah. Our, our guest is laughing down there below. Uh, we're going to get him on here in a second because uh, I'm excited. He's one of my favorite humans on this planet. Yeah. So it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun to uh, chat with him and catch up because it's been a while since we've had Mr. Keith Tuma on the show. But uh, really The fast. host, Keith Yeah, that's right. Tuma. Yeah, we, we've been, we've been out there without our fearless leader for a long time. We've just been... <laughs> We've been holding down the fort while our host has been <laughs> fishing, out of touch, won't answer the phone. No, <laughs> um, but two quick things before we get Keith on here. 
uh, and that is that that uh, Omnia Fishing Diable Reels giveaway is still going on. That's the, till the end of this month. It's linked down below. You guys can go check that out. Enter, try to win some free Dial Reels. Uh, and then Andy, tell the folks what is coming up for tomorrow on the Lure Lab. Oh, good, good question. So basically, what I did was a winner's buyer guide for three baits that I want to purchase and try that I think are going to catch a lot of bass. And then um, actually, I do believe. For the following Saturday is going to be Mikey Balls, and we're figuring out what we're going to talk about. We're going to be recording that tomorrow. So, yeah. That's going to be a good one because I'm curious because Mikey could be, oh, my gosh, there's so many different things you could do with Mikey. That dude's a tackle tinker. Yeah. We're going to do something Florida-based, I believe, and a technique down there. We haven't set it in stone yet. I actually had to – give them a text tomorrow morning and finalize everything. But I do believe next week's episode will be Mikey balls. Heck yeah. That'd be a good one. Well, folks, if you've got, if you've not checked out the lure lab show, that's on the serious angle network, that's linked down below. It's a 20 minute show every week about tackle modifications, about techniques, different baits that Andy runs over there and doing it is doing a hell of a job, but uh, check it out. Uh, it's available wherever Serious Angler or Bis from the Bass Boat is available. So I encourage you to do so. But Andy, I think without further ado, yeah, get him on here. We bring on our, our good buddy, Mr. Keith Tuma. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me back to host the show once again. That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there we go. Back. So take it away, Keith. Well, I certainly appreciate you all keeping me in the background while you're making smart ass comments so that I lose <laughs> all my quick wit and everything I'm gonna say. <laughs> I mean I, I, I we could a dude silence that just has a motor mouth. Yeah, we could just start off the show like this. At least Bailey didn't ghost you today. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was a backstage conversation. We can we can keep that to ourselves, or if y'all bring it up again, maybe we'll chat about how Bailey likes to leave guys hanging that drive to New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I figured we'd one start time. off with a bang, all right? <laughs> one time, two separate days, bud. <laughs> I was what? there for a week or, or two weeks, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm trying no, to it's all good. We were talking anyway, about, oh, it's fine. I can take much it. Having me back on. I'm not going to try and talk over you, so let's... Uh, Let's hit the ground running here. So what do you want to talk about today, Keith? Yeah, oh, shoot, sure. sky's the limit. I'm sick of the weather, so let's not talk about that. we got frozen lakes up here, so that's not much fun. Let's talk open water fishing, maybe 2023 stuff. Oh, here's the comment I was going to make. You're in the or in the search for a new house. Yeah. What you need to look for is a shop that has a house on the property. That's the thing. That's I mean, you need a shop, like a big-ass shop. Like and then just, there can be a house there too. You're talking like a pole barn type of deal? No, he's he's talking a business front. <laughs> like a business shop. You know, just a business. decent little boat shop. Yeah. Uh, shop for your boat or tackle or whatever you're going to do. And, uh, you know, 60 by 100 or 60 by 80 would be a good start. You know, yeah. some little entry yeah. level. Just slap up a nice pole barn. That's all you Absolutely. need. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, but, dude, yeah, go the Carl Jockamson route. He literally lives in a pole barn. Like, he added, like, a little house por- portion on the pole barn. The Shouses, yeah, they're super popular up here by us. I'm a huge fan of it. Like, I, I went to Carl's one time, and I saw his house, and I'm like, that's what I want. I sent, I took a picture of it. I'm like, Carl, do you – like, really weird question, but do you care if I take a picture of your house? And he's like – no, go ahead. It's <laughs> like, awesome. like I'm like this. This is what I want. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The, if I mean, you're if you're a single man or if you have a very understanding lady in your life, it's uh, it's beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> yeah. 
pretty lucky on that front. Excellent. So, yeah. <clears throat> Sounds like you're getting a pole barn, Andy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, ideally, that's virtually what we're looking for is, like, a small, well, not a small house, but, like, a medium-sized house, like, 16, 1800 square feet with, mm-hmm. like, a two to three car garage that can throw the boat in, or if there's no garage, a pole barn. But the issue with where I'm at in the north towns of Buffalo, the taxes are so high that if we basically push our budget line, we outprice ourselves basically just on budget. So I have we have to go south of Buffalo to find a house in our budget that the taxes are relatively good. But finding a property that's big enough to have a pole barn or a big garage is like almost impossible. So yeah. <clears throat> we'll figure it out. You guys will figure it out. And there's there's heaps of time. Yeah. Well, let's, let's it's winter. It. Your boat's not going anywhere, right? That's true. My my boat is actually in a pole barn at the moment that's oh, semi heated. So okay. in, yeah, about a mile down the road. I actually was in it yesterday. I was pretty excited. I was like, oh, I miss this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the stage where I'm sick of seeing my boat. <clears throat> I mean, uh, it's only going to last for another week or two after Christmas. Then I'm going to be full full bore on that thing again. But I go out there when I when I pull the skid steer out to go plow the driveway. I see the boat, and it's like, oh yeah, you're still there. You're cute, pretty. All right. <laughs> <laughs> see you in a couple more weeks. <laughs> Love it. When did you guys like officially like lock up? Oh shoot! I think Gull Lake went right around Thanksgiving is when it finally capped. Um, which is kind of normal um, or somewhat a little early. Uh, the latest I've seen it, I was running my other boat around on Gull. Shoot, this was probably four or five years ago, maybe six years ago. Um, but it was December 7th. I was running 102 mile an hour across Gull Lake. No way. 100%. Yep. Hundred. Holy crap. That's the stroker. That's a different boat. It's still sitting in the shop too. <laughs> I'll, I'll race you in my Hobie. Let's do it. <laughs> You give me yeah. a head start. Give me Man, a couple I thought, Yeah. I thought my CX-19 was fast going like 73, mm-hmm. 74. Although yeah. I will say the fastest bass boat I've ever been in is an Allison XB2, was it 2002? Gone, yep. They're yeah, I went, I went 89 miles an hour upstream. That's ripping. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, fast boats. And, Always and it been. had a 200 on it, not even a 250, a 200. 200? Yeah, one of those old, <laughs> like mid 90s that were basically 250s with a 200 casing on it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Screaming. Now, hot rod boats are fun, fun, fun. I don't care what brand they are, as long as they go fast, it's fun. <laughs> and as long mm-hmm. as you can hold on slightly. Yeah, you know, you got to. Well, I'm, I tend to have the steering wheel in my hands when I'm in a hot radish boat so yeah <laughs> i feel a little bit better about it then but mm-hmm. i've ridden with some people it's interesting so you enjoy yeah. some long runs then to see you slam that pedal down <laughs> yeah blast off is great um <laughs> and running to wherever like uh at chesapeake bay that was uh that was a long run and uh had a good time i wish i had the stroker there but i didn't had <laughs> the skeeter it was okay but that thing was still running good you know 73 74 right in there scooting mm-hmm. so dude your adrenaline had to have been i couldn't even imagine you probably weren't even breathing or had a heart rate at the classic like when you launched then because if you like launches that one for you probably was that was pretty epic <laughs> i mean but i went in i was i was calm 
you know, I didn't know what to expect. It was all the behind the scenes stuff that was going on that had me so distracted from the task at hand. And, you know, being green and being a rookie at it, it was it was just there was so much to take in. And uh, everybody with BASS and all of the uh, all of the sponsors and people working there and heck people there just in the media as well. Everybody was so nice and just so willing to talk and chat. And yeah, it was great. It was a phenomenal time. I still remember seeing you at media day that week and I see there's a bunch of guys rolling in and then you're in, you're just like walking around, like, oh, don't I even know you. <laughs> like, yeah, I was easily, a lost puppy. Yeah, you do. It was, it was awesome though. Cause you probably had the biggest smile on your face. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody in that room, <laughs> the people are like, "Oh, dang, it's media day!" And here's Keith. Like, he's just like, <laughs> "What do you want to talk about next?" Yeah. <laughs> I walked into the little breakfast meeting thing with Patrick Walters. I mean, the heck, I was high on life, man. That was great. <clears throat> That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely foresee you getting back to that stage because the people loved you. That's, That's for awesome. damn sure, especially on on the classic stage. Sure, uh, but dude, like. Let's start talking next year because I know you, you mentioned that you might not be ready just yet to get the boat out, but it sounds like soon you might get that fever again. And soon the itch is gonna gonna hit me. Like I said, after Christmas, it's probably gonna stay in. It's more of a okay, this has to happen now because I committed to all nine uh, opens for next year, uh, along with 174 other people. So, <laughs> dude, yeah, I was I was impressed by that. I didn't think there was gonna be that many people. I expected it to go big. I didn't expect it to go that big for the first year for this uh, setup, but I'm super glad that it did. Um, yeah. I mean, it just shows that I think BASS made the right call. Yeah, I think to a lot of people's, uh, it got a lot of backlash, but I think it was one of those things. Yeah. I mean, on social media, of course, it got backlash. Wow. Um, yeah, keyboard heroes. Right. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're 100% correct. Uh, I'll back that up. Um, I, I didn't think it was going to get that many people. Uh, and I, but I, and I don't know originally that decision, like there was a lot of people saying that it, it cuts some, you know, you're taking away your grassroots, which I still think that's wrong because you have your local BASS that like team trail stuff like you do, right? You've made almost made it to the classic through the team trail. We were close. Yeah. Definitely had um, a shot. And it, it, it wasn't easy to qualify, right? Which, but you're a little bit more comfortable fishing all of your home waters, which is, I mean, and they still have the three divisions in the opens. I'm not trying to cut you off, but you're good. you know, if, if there's spots open, there's going to be local hammers that get in there and they're going to try and jackpot a division. Great. You know, they still got a shot at the dang classic, which is awesome. That's, that's the point. You know, I, <clears throat> I really like the fact that they, you know, they went to a, you have to commit to all nine to try and make the elites. Great. And you still got a shot at the classic. Um, I don't know. I don't. I like the the cutoff uh, for prefish. I, I just I'm all on board. Yeah. And I think that that was a little kick in the uh, backside that I needed to take it a little bit more seriously. Oh, okay. Well, so, well, we'll get into that in a second because I'm curious right. more what you mean by that. Um, but I, I I literally like we we did a show on this like as soon as it dropped with. Uh, Deacon, myself, and Destin Marion, who's a former Elite Series pro. Correct. And one of the things we talked about, it's like it may seem unfair to an extent for that guy that, like you talk about, a guy that might not be able to get the time off to do all nine. But on the flip side, the person that's going to be ready for this, and you got to look at it from the bass side, the Bassmaster mm-hmm. side of things, 
the person who's going to be ready to fish a nine event schedule around the country, have the fees ready to pay the entry fees and be ready to uphold that once they make the elite series from a business. And it forces you to be prepared, which one is great because for people that aren't, you're not putting them in a further bad position. Correct. You know, if they go and they flunk out and now they're like, they spend all their money and their life savings on the opens and they aren't ready for it. But this further prepares them. And from a business standpoint, if I'm Bassmaster, that's less headache for us when that person qualifies and all of a sudden all crap, two events in, they don't have any money left. Correct. It's less headache. So it's it's a smart business play, but it, so. it definitely <laughs> creates a better level of, of anglers where it's consistent throughout. I Thank think you. you'll see a big drop off after like four or five events. You think? I think I think there was people that if they if they have a bad stretch of four or five events and there's no yeah. way they're gonna make it. I bet you they – I don't know if they – I don't know. Do you get – you probably don't get your money back. You do not get your money back. <clears throat> so so yeah, maybe, they, maybe there won't be the deposit. Once you commit, you throw your – I mean, it's common knowledge. It's $1,800 for a pro to fish. You do your $800 deposit on every single one, and then uh, I think it's a month before the tournament your your remainder is due. But, uh, yeah, the deposit's non-refundable, which is great. Commit, damn it. <clears throat> commit, I love that. I mean, there's – there's more to it behind the scenes. Obviously there's fuel and tackle and travel and uh, places to stay and all that stuff. Maybe a little bite to eat if you have time. And uh, <clears throat> you know, if you have but, time, <laughs> <laughs> but there's, it, so there's, there's obviously there's a, a pile of expenses associated with, with fishing anything, whether it be the local stuff to travel in the country to try and try and compete. Um, it's just, it's just a next level, you know. Look at the elites. I mean, shoot the entry fee. There's five G a pop, and there's nine tournaments. Yeah, for sure. That's a commitment. It is, a <clears throat> and there's still that travel, and there's all this other, you know, stuff. Granted, there's there's sponsor assistance at that point as well, but there's there's sponsor assistance to to, to some degree on the uh, on the opens level too. Right. Yeah, and so what did you mean by this making you take it more serious? What, what was the meaning behind that? Obviously, I went into all of the, the tournaments that I've fished. I think I've fished, what, six Opens now <clears throat> over the last two years. I was uh, Southern Division the first year, and then I got into the Northern Division the second year. I was planning on the Southern and the Northern for last or this 2022 season, but uh, it filled up way too quick, and I didn't get in, um, which fine. <clears throat> um, but I took I took all the tournaments serious, as seriously as I, as I could. I still feel like in the back of my head that only fishing one division or even two divisions is dabbling. That's still just kind of, you know, getting your toes wet and checking the water and, you know, seeing how things go and all that stuff. And I didn't, I didn't expect to have phenomenal results. I mean, the James river was great. I'd never been there a day in my life and went down and did some practicing and found some stuff and it worked out, uh, pulled a 14th place out of that deal. Oneida a little different, Chesapeake Bay a little different, but whatever. It's fun. You know, there's there's tough bodies of water. There's there's ones that fit my style and they don't seem as difficult. Um, but <clears throat> so this coming year, uh, 2023, to get an- finally answer your question, um, as far as taking it a little bit more serious, I'm going to probably try and prepare myself mentally, physically, and uh, emotionally <clears throat> to try and set myself up for success more 12 ounce curls what's that more 12 ounce curls 
Well, probably fewer, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's what you meant by the, the physical There's... readiness. <laughs> right. He's cutting no, down the light, light Here's... eight ounces. <laughs> I'm a, I'm an old guy getting into this. You know, I mean, there's there's older bass anglers out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be 50 in February. So it's uh, this is I'm feeling it. You know, I mean, you get a few days on the boat and the old body creaks and groans and, you know, there's aches and pains and all that stuff. But all that can be, for the most part, overcome with your mental attitude and disposition and all that stuff. I mean, then, then sometimes that there's you know, ibuprofen, a leave, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but every uh, three hours alternating between the two, hey, you know, guys <laughs> got to do what a guy's got to do. Right. That's right. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, just uh, the, the, the mental preparedness, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try, I, <clears throat> I've busted my butt my whole adult life, if you will. Didn't know what for back then, but for a reason to get myself in a position to where I can take some time off from work and uh, pursue a dream. And this uh, this new format and you know being able to commit for all nine this that's my that's my job for next year. I'm fishing nine opens. Boom, that's it. That's maybe if I'm home for a month and there's a little tournament around here, I might jump in just to you know keep myself lubed up or whatever um but yeah or you know in the in the flow of things mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh that's how you're i'm gonna, pursuing it you're gonna make some minnesotans pretty happy with you not, not in the team trails next yeah week. i i know there's a, there's a few guys that are that are a little pleased but you know that's gonna open up another spot too for the next potential hammer um not calling myself a hammer but you know i've I've had pretty good success with my partner andy and you know other partners that i've fished with in the past and just solo too i've had some pretty decent success in minnesota and yeah there's there's always room there's always a bigger dog waiting to you know bark so (laughs) it's uh it's uh it's a progression it's a natural progression and some people you know find themselves in a fortunate situation to where they can advance their careers and uh other people not so much, but it's okay because they're still doing what they love to do just on a more local or statewide level. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you taking the, uh, the camping route? Are you staying at a hotel? What are you going to do? I'm probably going to do a VRBO still. Okay. <clears throat> I dig the heck out of that. I got, I've got space. I got a house, usually a nice driveway or sometimes a garage I can pull the boat into. Um, I've thought about the camping thing and there may be a couple times where I just pull up into a campground, pitch a tent and, and hang out depending on the weather. Um, but for the most part, it's going to be VRBO. Yeah. I mean, I feel like from a boater standpoint, that's the move. This yeah. is the yeah VRBO for sure. Like a, you get a kitchen and I mean, not, not that I don't enjoy grilling out at a campground. I mean, that's a comfortable fun. bed. Well, yeah. And power is guaranteed bed. too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Campgrounds can be a 50-50 sometimes, pending the location. Cell phone service is definitely <laughs> iffy on some of them. Agreed. <laughs> we, we talked about that earlier. Yes. Yeah. New York, there's not much for reception. <laughs> yeah, at least where you're staying. That's for that. Right. Game. I was in the boonies, man. It was great. Loved it. Did you guys see that commercial? So we, we, we're, we keep saying VRBO. Have you seen that? Uh, it's pronounced Verbo. I, Verbo I, still, I still say VRBO. But they, they literally went too. through the effort. Of putting out a commercial on national television of like stop saying VRBO, it's Verbo, and then that was it. That's that was their whole commercial. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Funny, isn't it? 
Yeah. America. That's all yeah. I got to say about that is America. What a place. <laughs> what a place to live. Well, dude, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to keep up with it. Um, and you're probably pretty excited to go get that thing kicked off here. I am. Uh, the first lake will be uh, Eufaula in Alabama on the border of Georgia and Alabama. So, yeah, that'll be a fun one. Um, not say a hello to my gator friends. What's that? Say hello to my gator friends. If you send me the location where you were, I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I guess, catch anything in there, but sure, I'll send you that's right, right to that well, Gators well, home. <laughs> I know you had pretty good results down there. Didn't you uh, take a W on that event? I did, but honestly, I don't know if I'd go back. <laughs> right. <clears throat> no, uh, I've got a, I got a little bit of experience down there, and we're just going to go dob around and see what happens. But uh, I, I think I have an idea or two. <laughs> Um, was it team championship? That was the team championship last year. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, we didn't do overly well in the tournament, but, uh, day two, the end of the day, we kind of put a little something together and then, uh, spent the next, uh, were we out there in the next two days, maybe the next day for sure. I can't remember. It was a year ago and a lot's happened in, in between, but, uh, did some driving around and some, and some checking and poking and it's like, dang it. Well, we, we, we could have done a lot better had we uh, had more experience on that body of water. I feel like that's always the case, especially like because oh, sure. that was fall time, right? The team it was fall. Uh, it was winter, so first part of December. I think it was the mm-hmm. like the ninth, tenth, eleventh, or something like that. Tenth, eleventh, twelfth, right in there. I feel like north us Northerners have a way easier time adjusting down there when it's like that, like post spawn till like summer patterns whereas like the fall and winter down there are super weird fall and winter are tough um down there anyway our fish are stupid up here in the fall (laughs) we just gotta eat that's it they put the feed bag on those fish down there they go i don't know if they go nocturnal or what but (laughs) it's something but it's not eat (laughs) swim around and just look at stuff oh yeah i've seen those all summer and i'm not biting that (laughs) that place though i will say like I say I won't go back, but I also went when on a week that was like super weird there in terms of like the whole lake turned to mud overnight. Oh wow! Uh, it, yeah, and that's why so many people struggled. That's why I like I think there was only thirty limits in the entire tournament out of two hundred people. Um, but like, dude, that place was like it, it was weird, man. Like, it's one of those places where everything looks good. Like, yes. you go up shallow and you're like, I'm gonna cast there and there and there, but there's nothing gonna be there. Yes. It'll just be, it's super specific. And that was that was super cool, but also super annoying at the same time. <laughs> I I can one hundred percent relate. Yep, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like going down south of Florida and fishing. You know, it's everything looks good. Or going to going to Tennessee Valley Lakes too. Everything looks good, but they're only on certain stuff, or the right fish are only on certain stuff. And I'm gonna work on getting it dialed in. <laughs> Heck yeah, I mean, is there something on the schedule that stands out? Uh maybe the Harris chain. Oh shoot! Yeah, duh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't been there in October before, <clears throat> but uh, oh, October that is interesting. Yeah, that will be a fun one. And the other one, uh, Lake of the Ozarks in September should be should be a good time. I don't have a ton of experience there, but uh, I've played around a little bit on that lake. It's big. <laughs> I, I do like the open schedule. Yes, a little stretched out everywhere, every which way, but it, it's, it's going to cool. be some travel. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you follow in alabama or not alabama in uh, oklahoma should be interesting too i've never been there but that is a ginormous body of water same with toledo bend um huge bodies of water 
And then the, the couple of unknowns. What is it? Watts Bar and then Bugs or yeah, Bugs, Bugs Island. Island. Yeah, exactly. Bugs Island has giants in it. Okay. Andy I, says that about every single. No, lake I, uh, that has I have one a, fish. One fish over four pounds. He goes, "There's giants in." It. No, I have a client, a bass client that actually fishes Bugs Island, and he's like, it, "There's giant bass in there." Nice. Not a ton of bass, but there's giants. Okay, so there's five big ones running around. Yeah. Okay. So if you can catch those three days in a row, you win. Yeah. He's a, I think you said something along the line. Smith Mountain gets all the notoriety in Virginia, but Bugs Island is better. No kidding. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's been a long time since BAS has been there. So I don't, I don't even know that. I don't even know of that. Like, I big. I don't know. I looked at it on Google Earth. I can't remember how many acres it is, but it looked pretty decent. I'm it's so old. bad at relating bodies of water in terms of acres. Like you'll tell me a number and I don't know what you mean. Like I Well, you've been to Malax, haven't you? Yeah, I was on ice though. That's fine. That's a hundred and oh shoot, I'm gonna get this wrong and people are gonna be freaking out at me. I should know. I, it's over 150,000 acres. And it might even be 160 something. And uh Hartwell is fifty-two thousand acres, but Hartwell is three times as big as Malax because Malax is round and Hartwell has all the rivers and main body and Creek arms and you know, all that fun stuff. So I mean, it, it's so hard to compare apples to apples when you see or hear, well, look at Oneida. That's what 50 to some 58,000 acres or something like that. Is it really? Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Malax is 132,000. Okay. 132. All right. What is Oneida? Oneida is. Yeah, 65,000. 65, okay. Yeah, it's bigger than I thought, but it's still not that big, but it's huge. Okay, you know? that makes more sense then. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, like, I always see, like, people talking about, yeah, that lake's like so many something makers, and I'm saying, like, I don't know what that means. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's right over my head. Like, right. big or small. <laughs> I fish a lot of sub-500 acre lakes out here, and, I mean, they're dinky. You can, you can cover them in a day easy. But uh, it's fun, you know, it's like, okay, well, here's where the fish are. You go back and hammer on them after you fish everything else or whatever else you want to do. But yeah. Yeah. If you can't find them in that small body of water, you better just leave. (laughs) There's lakes like that though, where they're just, it's almost like they're swimming behind the boat, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Quickly searching it. uh, Bugs Island. Kerr Lake is almost 78 miles long. It doesn't tell me the acreage without me like diving too far, but sure. Pretty big lake. Yeah. Yeah, 78 miles long. That's that's some running. Yeah, still, so, yeah. <clears throat> It'll be fun. So Kerr I'm, Lake, I just looked it up. Yeah. It is smaller than Oneida in terms of mileage. Acreage. So or mileage. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't give you the acreage on that on that one. But in terms of eight, square miles, okay. it is two square miles less than Oneida. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because what's Oneida? Like 22 miles long or something like that? Yeah, something around that. And yeah. it's five miles wide at its widest? I believe so. I believe that's fairly mm-hmm. accurate. Yeah, I mean, and Oneida seems relatively big, but when you're on there, it's a 200-boat field. It, is, it fished yeah. really small, <laughs> yet it could have fished. Yeah, no, it it, it was good. I, yeah. I, that's one I wish I had. <coughs> I, was, I was stubborn. <clears throat> we'll leave it at that. We don't yeah. have to go into how Keith gets stubborn. That'll be an advantage for the other everybody I'm competing against. 174 people. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit stubborn. <laughs> it's like, nope, 
you little bastards, you're going to bite this. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want that. We've showed you that for 15 minutes. We don't want that. Okay, well, here, try this. Oh, hooked. Ah, too late in the day. Anyway, good day, too. Oh, man. It's, it's going to be cool, though, because I think what they did with this restructure of format is I think they did a great job of making a schedule that was diverse. Agreed. From yeah, the fisheries, but also just from time of year doing completely different things. Yes. They're really preparing people to make, like, the elite series, the elite series. They they want some guys that are very well versed getting into the elites this year, mm-hmm. or for next year. Sorry, <clears throat> or twenty four, or whatever the hell I'm trying to say. <laughs> whatever you get, whatever you get. Yeah, no, there's. I mean, not, and I'm not taking anything away from the guys that did qualify through one division or the you know the ones that qualified through the all nine. Those guys are absolute hammers. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the opens are, they're tough. You know, there's, there's really, really, really good fishermen out there. So to, to be able to qualify through the opens to the elites, I mean, you did something you, that's an accomplishment hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, with that for, format going forward, you, you're going to earn it. That's for damn yep. sure. <laughs> yep. there, there's definitely been some people that, I mean, that, that statement is accurate of, to to a, to a minute stance of, there are some people that kind of not quote unquote got lucky, but there's some people that fared well with one division because it's mm-hmm. home lakes or regional lakes and sure. made it and had a very very hard time and only lasted their two rookie years that they're given. So I mean, this one I think will if I if I'm on the elites right now and I'm a guy that is in anger of the year standings of like. 50 55 and lower i would be scared to see what's going to be churned up with these opens it's going to mm-hmm. be pretty interesting I, i'm excited I, to see I, it though, as a fan yeah. it, absolutely um competition drives interest and competition makes us better you know pushes us to be better anyway or at least it should and uh yeah i mean it's it's going to be fun it's going to be exciting okay. and it's I, the sport is going to benefit uh a lot from from this newer this new format i believe did you see the uh update to npfl i did not so they went to a hundred thousand dollar payout okay leave entry fee is 5200 okay yeah uh the championship is no entry fee um to remember what else am i missing andy was there something else to it Basically, there's a whole buzz going around though about a bunch of people are impressed with this this new move from NPFL. Nice. But it's it's gonna I think for the for the guys that uh, can't do all nine opens, it gives them a good avenue to go out and compete on a trail. Sure. It's only I think five events. I was gonna say I think it's only four or five events though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe includes the championship. I think it's isn't it six or six six in a championship. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not a full like so, nine event type of deal. It's definitely it's more like punch, though. it's a big commitment. Yeah. Look at the they, look at the entry fee. They do like one a month. Okay. Usually from like was it I think like February or March through like October. Right on. Yeah, it's it's interesting to watch each trail try to do either something different or mm-hmm. try to improve on what they're already doing year after year. 
Right. Because it's always this time of year where there's always this buzz of leagues and what's going on. Like, did you hear what Bass did here? Did you hear what MLF did here? Like, <laughs> hey, did you hear about this new league called the NPFL two years nope. ago? Like, it's somebody's yeah. trying to, you know, mix everything up or people are trying to mix things up and keep everybody else uh, relevant. And yeah, I mean, in, in order to stay in that relevance, I guess you need to adapt and change and cater, I guess, a little bit. Or put it out there and make it, okay, here's what we're doing. You know, I just carried these things in a wheelbarrow, slap them down on the table, and this is what it's going to be. Yeah, I want to play? Come on. So, I mean, for, for you guys, though, it's like, it's not really you're fishing the opens now. Like, it's you're fishing the EQs. Elite is what they call it. Yeah. yeah. Sounds way more badass than they say elite qualifiers. Yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, so it's what? So it's 175 people signed up but the what does it cap at the field like how many i think yeah i don't think that they bumped it up to 250 or anything i think it's still at the 225 so i mean there's still 50 spots for for guys that are going to fish one division if they could get in which doesn't seem like a lot and it probably isn't but it is i think i think full field uh as per their rules was 150 and then they open it up another 50 percent um, to the overflow, which is where they put it at 225. Okay. I think that's how it works. Just giving people like people that want a jackpot to make the classic a chance type of deal. Sure. Still keep it the open. Yeah. Go for it. Get it. I mean, I'm sure people would still do it. I mean, just because it's the classic, man. I mean, who doesn't 100%. want to fish in that? It didn't, it, like I said, I would, I would do, I would do every classic from here on out if I could, if I could make it with the exact same results as the first one I fished. I mean, eventually it'd get, come on, I'm better than this. But, you know, in the same sense, it's like it's so exhilarating uh, mm-hmm. being there. Shoot the fans. They made it They made it so much more. And I, there's people people coming up to me, and, you know, I'm just, just an old dude from Minnesota likes to fish. And they're like, holy crap, you know, it's, you did so good, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'm dead last, but you made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, keeps you, it keeps you a little bit grounded. And uh, it was phenomenal. That's awesome, and dude. Heck of an experience. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, I, I, what's cool too with having 175 guys that are doing all nine is you're going to be able to start establishing personalities, yes. characters, and, and kind of almost some um, relative drama to a sense <laughs> where, like, not drama as in like term like people going at each other, which I'm sure we'll no, have behind the scenes, but more like drama of like people shaking up in the standings. Whereas like with the three different divisions, it was harder ish to keep up with because there'd be different guys in the hunt for this division, completely different names for another division. And then you're also trying to focus on the, the, uh, the The grand scheme, the line. Yeah. Whereas this one will be way more streamlined in terms of what's going on throughout the year, help people uh, make better names for themselves. It should simplify uh, things and give a lot more coverage for the guys that are going to rise to the top, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to give people more of a platform. Whereas, like, yep. when you guys go to different locations, I think that'll help uh, the weigh-ins turn out too. Probably, and there's always a decent crowd at all the weigh-ins I've you know been to. You know, the, all all six of them. Um, <laughs> there's 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 decent crowds at all of them, and the people are they're nice and they're there to you know cheer on their their favorites and their or their brother or son or you know, cousin or uncle, whoever's fishing, you know, they're, they're there to support them, which is great, but they're everybody that's been, I guess that's just fans in general, bass fans in in general, I can say, 
Um, they're just happy to be there and they just want to see big fish come across the stage or if they want a, a guy to tell funny stories that doesn't bring any fish across the stage, which I got that nailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you calling yourself out? <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's all, it, it's entertainment value. You know what? And at the end of the day, sometimes it doesn't always work out and you just got to try and maintain that positive mentality and go with it. It's like, Hey, there's another day, you know, you never know what could happen. Um, mm-hmm. Could lag on land on a dirty 30 or you could zero again. It doesn't matter. I know. I, I like that though. And I think it's a good thing, especially I, I, if I were I'm looking at like the future of a sport, I'd rather have a guy who doesn't catch them, but can capture the crowd and bring more people into the sport because there, I can't remember who originally started this conversation, so I can't take credit for it, but there is a, when you're looking at the grand scheme of professional bass fishing amongst all the trails, if you look ahead in 10 years, all of the personalities and characters and brands that have been created in the fishing industry, mm-hmm. they're probably all going to be retired and they're going to be out of the game. Could the be. only people that are young right now that are still have like that personality that people talk to, like a Gerald Swindle, like a Kevin, like an Ike. I mean, yep. like we have Polnick, you have Matt Robertson, oh, and that's about <laughs> the only people I can think of beyond like maybe a Wheeler or a Connell right now. Like that's, you, you don't really see these personalities anymore. A lot of these guys are kind of doing, they're doing a great job in terms of the business side and the fishing it's but a lot they're, they're all like the same. Like they're all like they all post the same type of stuff. They all say the exact same damn thing on stage. Okay. And you know, like where there's a people like a Matt that's completely stands out. That gives people like if you go out, like I'm not trying to say anybody is doing any wrong here because everyone's their own angler, their own human. Correct. But like if you go to like say you take a, a few anglers from the elites and they're gonna have a good fan following and such, but if you say, hey. We're going to have a Matt Robertson lookalike at the classic. There's going to be a freaking long ass line of people doing that because it's Matt. Yep. Because he, he's that personality where yep. I think the sport needs that. Well, let's not sell Lee Livesey short. I mean, he's about the only guy that'll crack a beer up on stage if they'd let him, you know? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, that's I, mean, I know there's definitely more there, but yeah, I'm 100%. just saying like this, if you look ahead, the sport needs more. Like, yeah. You need some more personalities out there. I mean, how much momentum did I get from the never give up thing? Um, which is phenomenal. I can still remember that classic. It was, it was fun to watch. It was insane. And, you know, but there was, you're right. There was a ton of personalities back then, individual personalities and each and every one were, were different based on, you know, just their character. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think, I think maybe guys get a little stressed out because there is a lot going on. Um, There's a, there's a lot behind the scenes to managing social media, to, you know, practicing, to having your equipment, right. Uh, travel time. And then there's stuff that uh, none of us know about that goes on at home. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's really difficult to, uh, to kind of put all that aside and, and stand out if you will. Um, and still, and still perform. Yeah. Well, and I want to, I want to go back on what I'm, I was saying here and preface that there are a lot of personalities and characters that are sure. on the trails. There's definitely people that are like freaking goofballs that are, have great personalities, but they just don't, you don't see it on the social side. And this is just, I'm talking about like, it takes a lot for somebody to try to put that out on like a public display. Okay. And it, I, so like there, there's definitely a lot of people that I've spoken with that are 
Like if they were comfortable showing that side of their, their goofy side, I think they would see that the business side of the sport of like what they do benefit from. I get what um, you're saying. But I mean, I, I've seen some people try to do stuff like Pat Schlapper with his karate crap that he does on stage. I've seen him try to do that. <laughs> uh, and it's great. Like that's stuff you, I, I would love to see just being yep. a fan of the sport. Like a Maddie Wong, I think it's sports in good hands. I was going to mention Maddie. Maddie. Yeah. That's his I mean, character. The more we think about it, there's definitely more there. It's just, uh, it's cool to watch different just personalities prosper. Mm-hmm. And there's yep. a lot of personalities behind the scenes. I just think there's some people that are more or less com- not comfortable so showing that on the post. Well, how much, display, how that much does that boil down to the amount of airtime that they're, that these people are actually getting? You know, I mean, when, when the camera's on you, you got no, no choice to either, you know, crash and burn or to let your, your wild side show, you know? And, yeah. uh, a lot of times the wild side shows you forget that the camera's there on the on you and you just go and have fun and you're doing your thing and you're you're in your element you know and that's when that's when the uh i guess the star is born if you will i think that right there is why everyone loves seth fighter where if you left it to a social media no one really knows exactly who (laughs) seth fighter is right but because of live tv or a lot of the best friends are live people know who Seth it absolutely same with Taku Ito. You can say the same with Taku. If he wasn't yes. in the top 10 all the damn time, people wouldn't really know who <laughs> Taku is. Like, he's a goof that loves to fish. Like, yeah. He, he's another personality, too. You could say him. Absolutely. I mean, like, I guess I'm not trying to contradict myself. There are a ton of different personalities out there. It's just the amount of, I think, the amount of time that they've been offered to be able to show their personalities. Yeah. I think people being willing to go against the grain a little bit. I think that's honestly what the sport needs because I mean, this is the cliche of the fishing industry 10 years behind every other industry, which is true. Sure. I, I can vouch for that. And it's so it's, I am okay. This is hilarious. Cause I work in the fishing industry. I am the most impatient person because when I want I want to do something. I want to get it done. I want to get it done now. Instant. Whereas the fish, it's so slow trying to get something done in this industry. It sure. drives me crazy. Uh, or I think if, if the, whether it's, anglers and their brands or the companies what people start being a little bit more creative and out of the box i think someone's gonna take off i mean the last time we saw somebody do something against the grain was the guggen squad and Mm -hmm. love them or hate them but they boomed because they went against the grain yeah we're we're going way on tangents here but i I love (laughs) it you said we had no no set plan or thing we're going to talk about so no we did (laughs) virtually Firstly, what you're saying here, right? And the way to break it down is fishing needs more happy Gilmores and Guggen squads, but not essentially <laughs> in that terminology. Not Guggen squads. Uh, just people that, that go against the grain, right? Like just kind of on that side of things. I think the more unique personalities against, I'm not saying this is the whole demographic of fishing, but what people from the outside, I mean, not to bring this up again, but just to give an example, like the people who don't know about fishing, the way they look at fishing now is they look at it as a freaking cheating scandal that they see on uh, outlets that never have covered fishing in their entire uh, stance. But because right. of one cheating scandal, they cover it. And that's all people think of fishing. Well, is, whereas, one one that got a butt ton of press anyway. That's what I'm saying. It is like yeah. there's like all these places in L.A. and these like celebrity outlets that cover cheating scandal and fishing. That's the only thing they ever talk about in fishing where right. it's horrible. Look for us anglers. Whereas, negative press. 
Yeah, where if we get more unique anglers, more unique personalities that contradict this stigma of the southern redneck that is a bass fisherman, <laughs> I think the more people will get included into the sport because you have different backgrounds, more people, different groups can relate to them. And I think as a whole, that helps our sport. Agreed. I mean, I love the fact that the, the we're adding more country flags mm-hmm. to the classic every year. Like, that is awesome to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I, I love watching the different things that come over, like, uh jacopo i think i think mm-hmm. that's how you say his name yep uh from yeah, italy like yep. dude man that dude's a freaking hammer but he like is. more people like him i think that's just better for the sport long term just because it's more groups were getting interested in bass fishing yeah yeah no, that it's... was my long like my short point drawn out long <laughs> your short form of a long story yeah yeah i think no. that's just re- you you asserting your uh hostness in this cat in this little cast tonight so <laughs> uh, if you get me going on something i'm i'm like really firm believer about i don't shut up so i apologize <laughs> no it's all good i like to hear it i'm sure andy gets to hear it all the time but he's uh he's kind of forced to listen right now and uh anybody watching this Sorry. they're gonna love it too see and andy's been uh when this is my slow season, these couple months where I don't travel at all. So Andy and I don't talk on the phone as much, whereas when I'm traveling, Andy and I are on the phone for hours typically. And this is when I go on my rants. So Andy could put his phone down and walk away for an hour. And I'd probably still be going. <laughs> the funny thing is, Keith, right? Like me and Bailey literally live seven minutes apart right now. Okay. And, and I think I've seen him like four times in the past eight months. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys are taking that social distancing to a new extreme here. <laughs> I mean, have the guy over for a beer and a steak or something. <laughs> we have such crazy schedules, though, because it's either it. I'm like working here, which obviously I can give up time to go see him. But like either Andy's guiding or he's taking Emmy somewhere or he's door dashing or he's just doing he's like, oh, I'm in Rochester now. Where it's like, a door dasher. I do it on the side when I don't have guide trips just to supplement income. It's okay. not bad. It's easy money. Sure. Like, Supports your habit, right? Yeah. I mean, I can go out for two hours and make 50 bucks, whatever. Nice. It's not bad. Yeah, just, I got to get through. I got to pay off this dang boat somehow. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the day when someone in Buffalo listens or follows serious angler and they order a door dash and you show up to their house and he shows up it'll be great <laughs> that would be awesome since you're here i'd like to book a guide trip yeah that'd be fantastic yeah. i'm like yeah okay do you hand out business cards with their food i should but i'm actually terrified of that because i don't want people like following me on social media and then messaging me they're like my food was cold or something <laughs> like that so i don't want to deal with that or was there a bite taken out of my pizza yeah <laughs> i got hungry sorry <laughs> it was a long drive i got stuck in traffic <laughs> yeah, i just picture andy with his boat in tow just doing door dash that would be, that would be hilarious yep <laughs> <laughs> truck and boat awesome. shows up mur, mur. come on out <laughs> Yeah, it's in the live well. <laughs> yeah, fresh. Yeah. Catch the door. Fresh catch. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. So uh, are you traveling with anybody this year, Keith? Not that I'm aware of right now. Um, I did have one of my co-anglers from last year reach out, and uh, he said that, you know, maybe get together and split a room or something when we're doing his division. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I haven't, uh, haven't talked to anybody about it. So it's going to be – solo again which is which is fine i'm 
I like my own space for the most part, and I'm I'm not overly difficult to get along with, but uh, I, I'm weird. All, right, we're well, all, weird. all fishermen are weird. Like, 100%. In our own little ways, yes, 100%. <clears throat> Andy's going to – not Andy, this, not this Andy, but uh, your other – your tournament partner, Andy, is gonna, probably going to miss you this year. He, yeah, I. Uh, if you take the breakup hard, well, it's not really a breakup because I mean, <laughs> if I'm around and there's an opening, we'll probably jump in on something if if we've got time. Um, and I, I love fishing with him; he's a great guy, and you know, I've learned a lot from him, and he's pushed me to to kind of pursue what I'm <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, he's been, you know, one of my one of my biggest supporters, and I can't wait for him to have the opportunity to step up and and uh, follow this dream as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it sucks when, you know, I, I announced that I've got to take this a little bit different, you know, thought process has to be a little bit different with this. And I don't, I, I don't want the distraction of, uh, tournaments back home and cause it, it takes away from it. Um, I was on Oneida. If <laughs> I could have jumped in my truck after day two and driven back here and fished an MNBN on Whitefish Chain. But he had been practicing with another fella, and the guy was a sub for me, and it, it worked out really well. I think they got third place, or yeah, I think third place. Um, but it worked out great. But I would have I would have had zero practice time and all that stuff, but it would have been fun. But mm-hmm. uh, no, so I mean I had I had that on my mind um in New York as well. So it just I think it took a little bit away from the task at hand. And that's, that's where my, my little altering of thought process is going to come into play is I'm not going to have the distraction of obligations back home as far as tournaments go. I mean, obviously my daughter's still going to be here and family and house and all that stuff, but um, yeah, I'm not going to have tournaments that I'm obligated to that I need to keep my head, if you will. So yeah. Yeah. It'll be uh, fish a lot freer and fish a lot looser, hopefully, and you know, be more apt to make the right calls. Maybe one, one derb at a time. That's it. <clears throat> that is it. That'd be cool. But it's, dude, it's gonna be fun to keep up with you. Cause I, 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 yeah, I obviously we're rooting for you. Um, yeah, thank you. Did, you. did you bring on any any new companies or anything like that to the? Not, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna work with the with the existing ones. Um, I know that you've. You mentioned uh, in some of our text conversations another one, and I'm seriously considering that. Um, but for right now, um, I'm going to stick with the uh, the companies that I'm working with. They've been fantastic, um, and I just I like to keep it close and tight knit, I guess, if you will. Um, I don't want to spread myself too thin um, with other you know sponsor obligations and things along those lines. Um, yeah, so sticking with what I got. Not going full bore pro just yet. Not yet. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I need to do a lot better, and uh, then then I'll then I'll talk. You know, because then it's going to be like, hey, I I need some help. <laughs> so then you're going to make your own podcast. Ah, no, I could never do that. Too much time. Yeah, gonna... I mean, it would be fun, but I'd have to have one of you guys on to host it. <laughs> you talk about it. you're the host, <laughs> right? Yeah, we That's just establishing through your rant how you established you were you know asserting your hostiness. My hostiness. <laughs> yeah, that's a new word now. <laughs> Love it. That's gonna be the the title of the show. It's just gonna be straight up to my time. 
too much time yeah. and Bailey Bailey demanding hostiness. Demanding. <laughs> All right, here I'll I'll make it. I'll make you. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> He's always doing stuff, right? Like right. Uh, <clears throat> hey, that's a good shot. <laughs> he takes Where himself off. Well. I don't know. <laughs> I, I said I was like best of luck, and I cut myself out. <laughs> yeah, good, funny. good grief! Uh, well, dude, so, right, what else we guys got? Yeah, I was gonna ask. So beyond the opens for next year, I mean, I know you said that this—that's like going to be your job—is—is is the nine opens next year. Right. Anything else like exciting, big plans? You go into you know classic or Redcrest, iCast, anything like that? that people can find I'm gonna it? try and I'm gonna try and make iCast. Um, I, I don't think it lands near a tournament or on a tournament. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do iCast. I, I would I would like to do iCast. I, I'm, I was sad that I missed it this past year, 2022. Um, but I had I had other obligations here with with work and whatnot. Um, so no, I'm even I'm even taking I'm putting the company on hold for next year too. So it's going to be really cool. It's like zero stress outside of the fishing and the travel and all that stuff. That's got to be a really freeing feeling. Yeah. I told you I'm taking a different approach, bud. <laughs> I love it. It's shut shut everything else off. I mean, obviously keep in touch with my family, my friends, girlfriend, you know, daughter. And, uh, but it yeah. It truly is be, tuba time. It's going to be fishing. Yeah. I, if I want to try and have a career at this or, or at least set myself up for, for having a, a somewhat successful podcast, you know, I need to take it serious. <laughs> I love it. We're, get, we're, we're putting the crumbs down, Andy. We're, there's eventually going to be a Tuma Time podcast. Yes, this is, I, I mean, love it. All, these, all these shows I've done with you, it's like rope-a-dope. I get addicted to talking with you guys, and it's it's really fun. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. We're going to make you start one. Well, we're just going to have a whole segment on this dang network. It's just going to be Tuma Time. That's what right. gonna, <laughs> key thoughts. We're going we're gonna to stick a mic in oh, your boy. truck. For when you're on the road and it just keeps thoughts <laughs> that will mess some people up i mean there's going to be so many comments oh this dude needs serious psychological help <laughs> <laughs> well if you're uh if you're gonna do all nine opens fish professionally drive as many miles as you guys do you probably got to be a little crazy you get a lot of windshield time and uh yeah the thoughts run rampant at times it's 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 exciting <laughs> right. what are you a, uh, oh, go ahead uh, andy I was going to ask you, what is the wildest thing that you saw on the road last year traveling just to the opens? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's it's not the opens. I mean, the opens, I saw some stuff, but yeah. the absolute wildest thing. And I, I, I swear I told you guys this story. I, <sighs> it was after the classic. We were coming home. And my my buddy Jim, he got me into bass fishing up here. Uh, had the tackle store, and he he drove down by himself to come support me at the classic. Well, he's following, um, and we're we're in Kentucky, and it was decent weather, and but it's starting to get to be you know evening. Driving along, and <clears throat> my daughter and my girlfriend are kind of not really paying attention. They're dozing off for talking amongst themselves, whatever's going on. And I see this object in the center, the median. And uh, as I get closer, I can tell it's, it's a big animal. It's dead. <clears throat> and as I go by it, I was like, holy crap, that was a donkey. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I said, like, you guys see the donkey in the middle of, of the uh, median right there? And they're like, what? You know, the, we didn't see any donkey. Are you, are you okay, dad? Dad, maybe you need to pull over and let, let Rainy drive. <laughs> And uh, I was like, no, I'm fine. And it, I got that word out. I'm fine. You guys missed it. And they're like, oh, you're, you're probably really tired. 
my buddy Jim calls. He's like, dude, did you see that effing donkey in the freaking beach? <laughs> so, yeah, there was a dead donkey. I don't know how it got there. And it obviously, it either fell out of a trailer or tried crossing the road and did not make to the other side. So, yeah, that was absolute craziness. Um, other than that, all of my all of my trips, thank goodness, have been fairly uneventful. Um you know, I've obviously hit some some critters and they splatter all over the truck and the boat, but it's just, you know, it happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was not a bug. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Raccoons are bigger than bugs. Um, but yeah, they, they like to, whatever, run out in the road. But yeah, it's been, a lot of the trips have been fairly uneventful, which is phenomenal. Um, it's good. You know, I've, I've heard stories about other guys traveling and they run into some pretty sketchy scenarios and um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's uh, talking about splattering things. I hit my first deer this year. No kidding. I got. That's always exciting. I was, well, heart rate was at an all time high, but I got so freaking lucky. I, yeah. if I if I was going ten miles an hour over, it probably would have been a different story. But I I was turning and clipped the doe at the very right front corner of my brand new truck. Oh no! And I get out and I look, and there's just there's nothing. It was spotless. I got no so kidding. lucky. Just hit her butt. Wow! That was it. She kept going. No dent. No nothing. That is usually not the case. No, I I I counted my blessings and I just kept rolling right. on. And I was like, that was close. That could have been Ooh. really bad because it would have been my luck, you know, new truck and sure. first time I ever hit a deer. Oh, um, but yeah, I got really lucky. Um, you guys, that was only like a couple weeks after you bought the truck, too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was literally like within a month. Wow, yeah, it would have been just my luck, right? Like, mm-hmm. just get this my first car I buy, like, first right. truck, and not, then that, <clears throat> yeah, not this. Beaten up Ultima with a fender hanging off of it and a kayak on top. Not and a that. Battery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You guys deer hunt at all or no? He does. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He does. He, I don't. He does. I or he fish. does. <laughs> I just fish. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. How was deer season? Uh, so I've been a hunter my whole life, sure. Mo- mostly bow. Um. But I obviously will will dabble a little bit with with gun season, even though our gun season in New York sucks. Okay, um, there's just so many people. No, um, the past two years, I haven't been able to hunt because we moved. This is more my excuse because I can't I can't half ass deer season. Like if I'm going to be in it, I need to be all in. Like yeah. starting in July type of deal before season starts, and uh, yep. lost our private land. So. Okay. I was resorting to state land, which I was okay with the state land with bow season because there's like maybe three people in all of New York that that bow hunt state land. Okay. Um, but uh, I just didn't have the time to put into it because we had a, we got an apartment here, the fiance. Uh, yeah. But I my brother coughed me into uh, buying uh, a, a license just in time for Thanksgiving to go out once or twice with him. Okay, and had one in the scope. Yeah, but go figure wins me as soon as i literally take safety off oh yep. yeah it was one of those ones where it's like damn but i mean when we were walking back it was a mile and a half uphill right after that snowstorm we got where there was like seven feet but sure we were, we were up to our mid like mid thigh and snow going uphill over a mile so i was pretty glad i didn't shoot that one because that would have really sucked it reminds me of when i used to go to school when i was a kid okay <laughs> 
<laughs> Tuma's got big old thighs. <laughs> no, it was uphill both ways through snow and a blizzard and all that. You know the stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, that's fun, but still, it's kind of, you know, if you like to eat venison, that's uh, oh, a little yeah. hard on the freezer and the on the food. But Oh, it's, yeah, it's very nice. My, my whole family left for Florida. They all live down there except for my brother and I. We're the only ones left up here. Okay. He, shot, he shot a few, so we got okay, some venison for the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not shoot a deer. Um, I saw a pile of them. Now, my daughter, on the other hand, <laughs> she she had a phenomenal year. Is she? Uh, yeah, she got a really nice doe opening morning, and then uh, the following weekend, she uh, doubled up. She got a, a decent spike buck and then another big doe on the same set the second weekend. That's awesome. Was, like back to back, like in the same within within two hours. Um, oh, we talked her into letting the uh, the buck lay, and she's like, "Dad, there's nothing going to come out." And I said, "No, just just be patient. You might see one." And she goes, "Well, if it, if a deer comes out, can I shoot it?" I said, "If it's a big doe, or if it's a nicer buck than the spike, yeah, absolutely, take it." And uh, big doe stopped stepped out, sniffing the buck. She texts me, "Can I?" I said, "Go for it." Thirty seconds later, boom, I got it. She's by herself. <laughs> yeah, that's 16. awesome. That's a proud no. dad moment. Oh, you have no idea. That's yeah, awesome. it was it was great. Her her first one opening morning was a little revenge. Um, she and I'm not bragging about my daughter, but I'm going to brag about my you daughter. You should. You should. <laughs> the kid is a phenomenal shot, and at a hundred yards on paper, she doesn't really like that off of off of rest. You know, when we're sighting the guns in and practicing, and dad, I build. I build her bullets, I guess. I do hand loading and all that stuff. So I I try and get her gun dialed into where she's comfortable. She's going to make a good hit and all that fun stuff. And it's not a ton of recoil for her. She shoots a 308. Yeah. But uh, anyway, at 100 yards, she's meh. At 200, we've got dingers set up, you know, 10-inch metal reactive targets, if you will. She hits those dang things all the time. So two years ago, she missed a deer at like 210, 215 yards, which great, clean miss. I would rather have it be that way than have her wound one. This year, that first doe stepped out. It was like 208 to 210 yards right in there. One shot. Lunged it. No, it didn't drop. It ran probably 100 yards, but it was was so easy to track. (laughs) That's awesome. Yep, and there, there it was, piled up. She's like, Dad, I think I missed. I said... No, you might want to come out here and check where uh, where I'm standing. You definitely hit it. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's no, cool. it was great. So super proud of her. She had her, you know, she got a triple, you know, this this deer season, which is fantastic. That fill the freezer. Yeah. Oh my goodness, and how? Yeah. There's nothing better than opening up the freezer, like barely being able to shut it. And it's just packed full <laughs> venison, snack sticks, sausages. Right. Oh my gosh. Now, do you process your own deer? Um, I, uh, I, I do. And I don't, <clears throat> I help out one friend of mine, uh, my buddy, Jim, that confirmed the donkey for me. He, he bow hunts. And so I go help over and help him build sausages every once in a while. And we, we do that. Um, so my other friend that I hunt with, it's his, it's actually his family. Um, his brother does mo- the majority of the cutting of the deer and we just do steaks. And if we get enough, we'll do uh, you know, like breakfast sausage and stuff like that. And we go up back up for that and help out. But uh, so, yeah, we, we keep it self-processed, if you will. Awesome. Somebody in the party does it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, it's a great time. It really, really is. We used to do, always do it ourselves back when we had... Uh, our original house that I lived in, 
um, we had a barn and everything to do it. And then my yes. parents knew house there for two years before they moved last spring. We couldn't do it because they didn't have like a place to do it unless we we're going to do it out in the middle of open. And my dad didn't want to offend anybody, even though I said we should just do it and screw people. Sure. But in uh, the apartment, I don't know if it'd be a great idea to, uh, to yeah. do it here in the apartment complex. Although I'd, <laughs> I would do it. If it wasn't well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, man. Try it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, it's I mean, true. <laughs> you never know these days, man. It's a changing right. world. That's for dang sure. But I miss it, dude. I really do. And I, I miss talking about hunting, like just doing this. I, I've been circling ideas with uh, Andy and, and Deacon on our network, talking about new shows we're gonna, we want to do. And you're gonna do a hunting podcast? Like, no, not not hunting because it's not like we'll start off with squirrels. It's or not like my forte. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Where like I am obsessed with fishing. Like my brother is for me to fishing is my brother to hunting. He's okay, huge hunter. Um, I can never do a hunting podcast justice. I will. I like. I'm more interested in doing like a general outdoorsy. Let's BS over some beers and talk hunting stories type of deal. Mm -hmm. Hunting stories, fishing stories, travel, whatever. Sure, I've been dying to do something like that. And that makes that makes for an interesting podcast. Just just throwing it out there like there's no set structure type of thing just boom tangent away have fun that's what i'm saying and i got some ideas for it it'd be just need to find the time to do it but we'll just make keith the host of that one there you go as well yeah we chock full after i'm done with you guys this is we're putting you to work Oh man! Vacation time here, real quick. Yeah, yeah, pay time off. (laughs) It's too much time in the general outdoors. All right, there you go. We can, we can do it. I can fake it. (laughs) Fake it till you make it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. I got so used to it though. Like that first year taking off of hunting, and I was kind of like somber a little bit. But I kind of was kind of nice to fish for a fall and not worry about the hunting. But I got too used to that, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fish for another fall until my brother made me just go out one time and. I felt bad because we had skipped the thing. We always had the, uh, the tradition of hunting on Thanksgiving or a day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I mean, skipped it that one year, but I was like, fine, like I'll, I'll buy it for the one day. And I go out the one day and it's art. The fever's back. Like I'm just <laughs> like order trail cams, like ordered all new stuff, like yeah. getting ready to go back in hard for bow season next year. That's fantastic. Uh, the last just time. I needs a good mix, you know? Yeah. Just a good break. Yeah. hundred percent. A little that, recharge from the task at hand or the, the thing that you were burying yourselves with all season. Yeah. Yeah. It w- honestly, it was super nice because like this past year between going hard on the podcast, full-time job, fishing a crap ton of tournaments, yeah. like all this stuff, it was super nice to do something completely different. Absolutely. It felt refreshing. Uh, yes. Dude, you'll never – so here's a hunting story, and then we'll wrap this thing up here. All right. Uh, I don't yeah, think I'll ever – all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we could probably do this for freaking hours if we wanted to, but I think uh, we could find, probably find things to talk about, but go for it. Yeah. And then we'll circle back to some fishing and we'll close it out with that. Yeah. So, so yeah, sorry to folks. We're talking hunting. Hope you guys, hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> um, never, I don't think like, I'm not a hunter at all. So I'm just sitting here listening. Andy, you're doing great. Just smile and nod, bro. You got this. You got <laughs> just, it. Just throw in a steelhead story. You're good. Ooh. Steelhead's um, fun. I'll think, I don't think I'll ever top this day actually. Okay. So. My brother and I decide at 9.30 at night of the day before that we were going to go out the next morning because we saw it, the weather changed. There's going to be a pressure drop. So, like, mm-hmm. it's – and it's just as mid-October getting towards that special time of year. 
Yeah. So we're like every pressure drop, we're going to hunt them. Like it's just, that was kind of like our system. Sure. And uh, we go out and it's super last minute. So we're not prepared at all. Like we had to turn around uh, when we got out of the, the driveway to come get some stuff because of, like, again, we just decided super late. So we're getting, we got to our property, start getting in. We're kind of like somewhat rushing our walk in to our different stands because okay. it's like, well, sun's almost coming up. Like you start seeing it come over the valley a little bit and yeah. we're about halfway and we're, it's about like almost a mile walk. And basically it is this, this deep ridge line where it's basically the same thing on each side where it's just, there's thick timber okay. and then open like 50 yards of open woods and then a deep ridge. And so we sit on each side of each other. So we're like 80 yards from each other. So we can see each other and everything. Sure. We're about halfway in. My brother's like, I forgot my phone. And I was like, Oh shoot. Like, well, whatever it is. are you going to go grab it? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go grab it. I'll catch up. And I was like, so my, I'm on the far side of the ridge. So I kept going, I get to my stand, I climb up and this is like you, like if you're a hunter, you'd geek out at the spot. I found it's two pine trees in the middle of open woods with one big Oak in the middle of them. So oh, wow. I went and carved out a hole about sure. 30 yards up. And that, that was where my stand was perfect. Could never get seen. Okay. And I get set. And it's a, it's finally shooting time. And I'm about to text my fiance. Good morning. And I get a text from my brother. that says, I made it to my set of hardwoods. I see legs coming down by you. I don't know if I can't see the head. Okay. And as he says that I'm reading his text. I look up and all I see is rack. Oh, and I'm like, he's all I'm like, <laughs> so it comes up. She, it was a little over 130 inches. I can't remember exactly how big it was, but for New York, that's a good deer. Yeah. For uh, here, that's a good deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And drop it goes 20 yards, maybe the heart shot. Beautiful. <laughs> and I go and I texted him and I was like, shot it like nice buck. I don't know if it was, I don't, we didn't decided it was one that we didn't have on camera. Okay. And I FaceTimed my dad because he was up and he was working. It was one of the weekdays. So we we're <laughs> oh, wanting to rub yeah, it in, rub it in. Right. Yeah. That's how we work. That's how we roll in our family. But, uh, I tell, I told him like, fuck down, whatever. And he's like, uh, he's like, was your brother seeing anything? And as I look back, because I could see him in his stand, I look back and he's in his stand full drawn on one that was like, I think like 115 or 120. Drops his. It's like (laughs) the easiest recovery ever because we're like literally 100 yards. A deer were 100 yards from each other. That's perfect. Super cool. Like 15 minutes apart. Don't think you'll ever top a day like that. That's a great story. <laughs> That's pretty sick. <laughs> and I can, I'm picturing in, in my head, it's probably nothing like the spot, but I've got a pretty good visual of where you're sitting. That sounds awesome. Sounds it's awesome. great for rut. Other than yeah. that, it sucks. <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, but if you're there at the right time, timing is everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool too. Cause we were teasing my dad. We we're like, cause there was a third one we saw that was up oh, the ridge no. ways after he shot his okay. third one. That was probably a little bit bigger than mine. Oh wow! And we're like, yeah. If you were there, you you, know, you would have shot. But you're you were working. sitting in your stand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. But dude, uh, I feel like I could keep doing this for hours. But I know if we do that, uh, I'm going to be exhausted for tomorrow. All right. But, yeah, uh, you guys got to get part four coming up. Part four. Part yeah, because this is what your third time on, right? This is three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So part four will be next. All right, let's do it. Two more time. Let's catch. Uh, let's touch base after one or two of the first opens. Yeah, we'll make we'll make this a thing. It's got to be a sequel. We'll just keep going. I'm good. If if the if the people that watch this stuff can handle it, let's do this. 
People love it when it's too much time, so we're, oh. we're going to have to keep doing it. Well, thanks to all of them as well. That's awesome. <laughs> well, folks, uh, Keith, so best social media. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, social media, it, uh, Keith Tuma Fishing on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's I haven't uh, been on Facebook much lately. Um, my bad. Sorry. You're, you're good, dude. <laughs> uh, all of it, all of your social that is active, uh, I have listed in the show notes so everybody can oh, go cool. and follow it, make it super easy. I highly encourage everybody to go follow along Keith in his journey yeah, when, he, when he makes I his podcast. I much stuff. Um, I, I like the, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I've got and I'm trying to do this social media thing, but you know what? I'm fighting it at the same time. Just let me do my thing. I'll come talk on podcasts. This is great because it seems way more personal to me um, or personable, both actually personal and personable. Um, I don't know. Let's, let's keep with the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you make your podcast, then people will know to uh, where to go listen. You know, I just don't see myself having time for that. So let's just keep me as host of Serious Angler, our time host, and yeah, we'll uh, we can work something out with that. Deal. Yeah. You take my gig. No, 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 no. I need, you, I need you here to ask the questions at least, and go on your little rants and establish your dominance. Oh my god! It's never gonna hear the end of that. No, no. I love. Might it. have to make you a new shirt. Yeah. Well, Keith. Dude, as always, we appreciate you. And, Thank uh, you so much for Obviously, we'll be in touch. Please do. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Well, good luck. We're going to keep up with you. And, awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. See, See you, Keith. Oh, man. Two more time. It's always Breath good. Of fresh air. It's always good to talk to Keith. This was uh, the, the one thing I love about Keith is that you could talk about literally anything. And if he has no idea what, about that subject, he can hold the conversation. That's what I love about. It. We could talk about the most random. <laughs> he's laughing at that. I think you just spit out whatever he's drinking. <laughs> it's the most like I, I love it though. It's it's the, one of the coolest people to talk to. Always like the happiest person in the room, and I applaud that because yeah. I'm jealous. I wish I could be that person. I'm trying to be. Uh, Keith is always as uh, one to help push it that way. So it's it's super cool, and I'm excited to keep up with him this season. And I'm looking forward to coming to Buffalo. Having some beers and going fishing with him. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, he he said it earlier and he put me on the spot, but yeah, I do owe him a trip. <laughs> yeah. You gonna put him on? Are you gonna put him on the Hobie PA and paddle him out in the lake? Or yeah, or I'm torpedo gonna torpedo him out into the lake. That's right. I'm gonna take an inner tube, strap it to the Hobie. He can sit in it with a swim nah, trunk. Just put like reverse seats in, right? Like a front and back, and then one can cast off the back, and the other can cast off the front. Yeah, that'll go over well. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go hijack your boat, is what we're gonna do. That's uh, fine. I don't care. So <laughs> no, that'll we'll be go. that'll be fun when he when he comes up. We'll, we'll have to make a trip of it, and I'm sure everybody will know. Maybe we'll do an in person podcast then. Hopefully, we'll have our fun. our remote setup that way we can do it on the boat. Said that'll be, that'll be even better. Um, we'll have to do. We do have plans for that for everybody that's listening. So we just need to uh get the tech set up and we should be ready to rock but uh andy anything the folks should know before we sign off tonight uh nothing really is new at the moment um so no not really okay just status quo as usual besides uh stay tuned for more lure lab podcasts and episodes that are coming down the pipeline it should be fun the next few yep check that out new one dropping tomorrow links are down below 
And uh, next Tuesday Night Live, well, sorry, excuse me, Monday, Business from the Bass Boat, uh, Deacon had on the new owner from Outcast Tackle, who just purchased the company. So you got them on. It's going to be a great show on Monday. And then Tuesday Night Live is with Mr. Spencer Sheffield. So that's going to be a lot of fun, uh, as well as on next Thursday, uh, it's going to be, we don't have our guest list complete, but Hayden Anderson from out towards Keith's way is going to be joining us. We're going to do a little small mouth juice. We're going to try to get people on from the Midwest where I have Andy here from the Northeast. And we're going to try to get a Southeast and and a West to try to do like some small mouth juice, like in terms of like sneaky baits or, or techniques that no mm. one really hears about for big smallies. We're going to try to cover each corner of the map from a small mouth standpoint. So that could be pretty fun. Um, that should be a fun episode for next Friday. So as always folks, we appreciate you guys and we'll see you next week. <laughs>